Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Greetings, hello everyone. I am Katie Petrick, joined by Mr. David Afiarazzo. Ready. Are you, I was gonna say, are you warmed up and ready for today? Yes. Mom and Dad, I hope you're ready because David's going to have some words. But before we get to those words, as many of you know, our K-12 classical online school is enrolling students for the fall. So get on it. Let's move. Move and groove. Get some information by going to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. You can request your free information packet, and then we'll send it out to you. And then you'll have all the information you need, and then you'll enroll your children, and then everyone will be better off because... What we have going on in this nation right now includes what I'm about to talk about, and it's going to not be better off because we have a church in San Francisco that has welcomed two men in dresses to kick off their first drag queen Bible hour to show how inclusive inclusive the church can be when pride is at the forefront. <clears throat> David, yes. do you have any thoughts on this? I had a problem when you said church in San Francisco, because ah. now we really have to, I mean, this is across the country, but San Francisco, if there's a church, you either have to put air quotes around it, or you really have to define, what, what is a church? And when you're having drag queens, what are drag queens? Men dressing sexually, not even sometimes as women, just bizarre, yes. um, calling themselves queer and whatever else um, in churches. So this is going to be happening at a Presbyterian church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Calvary, oh, Lord have mercy, Presbyterian Church in San Francisco. The event uh, included a drag queen reading from the Old Testament book of Exodus as children sat in front of the sanctuary and drag queen Flammy Grant, as opposed to, you know, Amy Grant. Uh, so Flamey. Flamey? Uh, Flamey Grant. Probably Flamey. We, we think. Flammy? We Flamey? don't know. Fl yeah, you're right. It's Flamey Grant. Uh, playing guitar while leading the congregation in the hymn, Be Thou My Vision. What this is, friends, this is a mockery. This is a mockery of God. Second Peter chapter 2 or 3 says, first of all, and this is what Peter says, know this. In the end times, in the last days, there will be mockers mocking God, religion, the Bible, Jesus, the gospel. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing today. So when we're seeing these drag things, events at churches, first of all, be careful. Everybody, be careful what you call a church. Be careful what label or title you give to a Pastor, because I always say, Katie, give me the BCV on, to justify what they're doing. But give me the book, chapter, and verse of the Bible. Yeah. Give me the BCV, and if you can prove to me that this is something that Jesus would endorse or talked about and said, oh, yeah, this is what I mean by making disciples and going into all the world, and, right, and preaching the gospel. Having Okay, yeah, we do have a video of this. Go ahead. We're holding a Drag Queen Bible Story Hour. Reverend Victor Floyd says it's a first for Calvary Presbyterian Church. They've held a pre-Pride prayer service before, but this is something new. We're hoping to offer a little balance to all of the hateful rhetoric that's out in the country, and especially coming from churches and from politicians who are using churches and using trans people and drag queens as their props. Supporters came early and sat. 
My name is Joanne Fabrics. Also, um, I'm Pastor Sam Lundquist at St. John's Presbyterian Church. And they listen to the message. And he led his flock into the wilderness. And there was song. I think that Pride Month especially is extremely important these days because so many of us come up in shame, and that's why we need pride. Reverend Floyd says not everyone supported the church hosting the event. I hope people take joy away, and um, the kind of joy, we always say, the kind of joy the world can't give. That we are creative beings. It's just in our core. And to, to tell someone that they can't be what their imagination tells them they can, that's, that's, a, that's a violation of what's sacred about us. Okay, before David goes, because he's got a lot to say, I'm going to, did anyone in there, between any of these people, hear about God, referencing God, and God's creation, and God's, what he gave to us? Not we, and what we want, and how our feelings are, but what is pointing to God. I didn't hear it at all. All I heard is that it needs to be about joy and our feelings and everything about happiness. Because this is like the positivity. Pride. 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 Because we came up in shame. Is that what he yeah. said? Yeah. We came up in shame. So we need pride. No, I think you need Jesus. But David, you. a few Thank thoughts. You. A few I, thoughts, You said David. that very well. The J word, Jesus. You didn't hear the R word, repentance. You didn't hear holiness. You didn't hear sanctification, which just means being set apart sanctify set apart the church and christians believers true christians true pastors we're supposed to be set apart from the world the bible says in romans 12 verse 2 do not conform to worldly ways but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you can renew your mind in the word of god what they're getting wrong is yeah no mention of jesus that he is the only way it is an exclusive right they're saying it's all about inclusivity yeah, we're just prideful, we're whatever, do whatever we want. And so why do you need to go to church if you can get the world at church? Why do you need to go to church? You're just like the world. So when you're doing this garbage that you, that you would see out in a street at a pride parade, you're seeing the same thing at churches now? It's a mockery. It is blasphemy. And God will have his day. I pray that these people repent. I pray that they truly come to know God and the Bible because obviously they are biblically illiterate and it is an assault on the word of God that they are calling themselves pastors or they're calling that a church. Well, and just like- But I don't have any strong feelings on that. No, no, none at all. But like you're, you're saying, you could replace like what they were saying, the comments they were making with any event, like a pride event, sure. any just, uh, hey, at the local bake sale that you had, you could have said, uh, I hope people take away joy. We <laughs> always say the kind of joy the world can't give. Here's our baked goods. Come buy them. The, you are supposed to be talking about church. Right. And what happens in church is all the things that you just said, not in their church, whatever they're doing there. In air quotes, church. <laughs> What they are doing, the, the simple fact that you have, what's his name? Floyd, right? He's the one who... Is he flamey? He's not flamey Grant. Okay. He's the other one. Anyway. But uh, he, yeah, the fact that they are saying <clears throat> that they want them to take away joy. Have you read the book of Job? Is it all? It's all about yeah, joy, right? Jesus said Everything's in this about world, joy. Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. He also said to real, true, Bible-believing Christians believing in the gospel that Jesus is the only way they can save. He said, if they hated me, 
Jesus said they will hate you too. They hated me first. Remember that. So we're promised persecution. We're not promised pride and happiness and, and all this joy, although joy is a part of living the Christian life, but it's not easy. But these people make a mockery out of God. What, you might think I have some strong words and I'm being pretty intolerant right now. Well, read the Bible about whatever it says about judgment of God or the day of the Lord or his return, what they have to look forward to if they don't repent and come to Jesus and, and trust him. They're in for a world of hurt, and I don't take any joy or have no uh, pleasure in saying that. But we got to move on. We could make this a whole show. We, we could. This concept, all right, when you bring that garbage, worldly stuff into church. That's why church has lost its value. Anyway, still to come, a U.S. Air Force library plans a gay pride-themed story time on base while promoting a list of books for children that advocate gender transition to honor, of course, Pride Month. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. All right, so we're going to take our story time from church to politics and the military, right? Everything's secure. Everything's secure, David. <laughs> Especially with our military. Where are you going with this? I'm going to get there. Everything <laughs> is secure, especially with our military, who's all about pushing gay pride theme story times. So we know that there's no need to focus on um, terrorist attacks abroad because you can focus on how Johnny has two daddies. And you're going to learn about that at the story times that are happening now Ugh. on military bases. A uh, U.S. Air Force library decided to host a pride-themed story time. It's the Rammstein in Vogelweh Air Force Library's Facebook page, who posted lots of cartoonish imagery uh, about the family-oriented programs the, of the week. And this, so you know, is in actual Germany. But the Rammstein Air Base serves as the headquarters for the U.S. Air Forces in Europe. Okay. And, and David, I'm kind of shocked because remember, this is not happening. We were told none of this is happening. I mean, oh. just, just ask U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. That's right. How much taxpayer money should go to fund drag queen story hours on military bases? You know, drag, drag queen story hours is not something that uh, the department funds. Wait a second. That's actually not what the record seems to suggest. You were going to fund one at Ramstein Air Force Base. That one got canceled, but that's DOD insignia. That's a drag queen story hour for children. Then also at uh, Malstrom Air Force Base outside of Great Falls, Montana, you had a, a drag queen story hour for kids. At the Joint Base Langley-Eustis, you put on a drag queen story hour on a Saturday for the first ever kid-friendly diversity, equity, inclusion summer festival. And at Nellis Air Force Base, you had the Drag U Nellis on June 17th. Who funded these things, Mr. Secretary? Listen, uh, drag shows and, uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds. So. Wait, why, why are they happening on military bases? I just, I just showed you the evidence. I will say again, this is not something that we support or fund. 
you, so you think hosting a drag queen story hour on a military base isn't supporting the drag queen story hour? I stand by what I just said. But, but you may stand by it, but it's belied by the evidence over and over again. Uh, and, uh, and they get away with it's it. It's not happening. For they the record, that it. was from a couple months ago is yeah. when this happened. Yeah. So even though they mentioned Rammstein in there, it, don't worry, it's back because it's happening because it, it happened. Oh, but they... It's pride. It's pride month. There's nothing so that the military funds or supports. Yes. Right. Okay. Back to the so library. How can, how can they lie? <laughs> Easy. How can this Just administration like get... Showed, because when you have a media and half the country not paying attention and actively covering up that type of stuff, then that's how you get away with it. That's how you, it, it's, put a tinfoil hat on my head, go for it. I mean, he's but reading a statement. They are actively like just lying in your face because no one will challenge. Yeah. And the one person like Matt Gates in that in video, yeah. he's speaking to an empty room, all the media there, they're not reporting on that. Nope. They're just being like, oh, well, he uh, testified whatever. and whatever and moving on. And they don't dig into it because we don't have actual journalists anymore who do like actual investigatory work. They just go, oh, Joe Biden spoke today. It was amazing. Two years, by the <laughs> way, uh, me, uh, the uh, military has been having a recruiting shortage oh, in I every branch why. of the U.S. military. Two mm. years now. And mm. then they come out with this drag Two queen years. to try to, Two years exactly. try to promote the military and, and get recruited. It's just... Yeah. It just doesn't make sense, but this is the administration that. This is this, this is what it is. Now back to our specific library here because yeah. um, it's happening. The library is urging readers to show your pride and celebrate Rainbow Book Month and Pride Month with curated titles aimed at children and teens, telling stories of young children and teenagers adopting different gender identities on their own, according to the reading list, which includes Julian is a Mermaid, oh. Jacob's Room to Choose, Ooh. and I'm Not a Girl. <laughs> Which I guess Dylan Mulvaney can't read that one because he believes he is a girl, specifically. Can we just put that um, post up, though? Because I just want to make this note. You see what they have there, the periodic table of LGBTQIA plus history. You see how they're just mocking science right there? Because periodic table, you know, like of elements. Oh, I get it. And it's science, it. and they don't believe I get it. in science. They don't believe in science, biology, truth. And by the way, we remind you the plus, the plus means if Infinity. they feel like it, they can add anything else they want after that, and it could be on into eternity. That's what the plus means. And we yeah. let him continue to use it and get away with it. But, but just in defense of what Lloyd Austin said, <clears throat> can oh, we yes, read yeah. how uh, the this, Air Force this is has said? That is this is nothing. Yeah, this is um, we supports. do not support this. That there says the appearance of hyperlinks does not constitute endorsement by the 86 FSSF libraries, the United States Air Force, or the Department of Defense of this site, or the information products or services contained therein. For other than authorized activities, the Air Force does not exercise any editorial control over the information you may find at these locations. Thanks, Air Force. You're doing things. Now, uh, next up, we're going to talk about a speaker at a national library conference who's uh, giving school and public librarians a couple tips here about how to hide challenge books. Specifically, of course, on the gender identity and sexual orientation and uh, race. All those things. And they're trying to hide it from the parents. Of course. That's next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, educated. 
support this show and a great American company. Well, well, well. <sighs> I'm the daughter of a retired librarian, and this one chaps my back end a little bit. Because, you know, National Library conferences are wild. <sighs> Have you ever been to one? All the librarians getting together. Woo! No, I mean, you, wild you're, you're joking about that, but the American Library Association <laughs> now, is actually yes. so radicalized yeah. and progressive and woke, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that has exactly. been in our libraries for... 30, 40 years. Now, because National Library Conferences really aren't wild, they need to do something to make them wild, and so they have. Uh, we have the National Library Conference, which gave school and public librarians instructions on how to hide challenged books, specifically on gender identity, sexual what? orientation, and race from the parents, the community members. You know, it's all good. Wait, wait, that can't be happening. They're, oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Except keeping it something is. secret from parents? No. And taxpayers? Yes, Valerie Bird Fort. And here's the deal. Any professor who has three names is dangerous. <laughs> I've discovered if they have three names, there's a danger to them. Uh, she's an instructor at the University of South Carolina. She mm -hmm. gave a seminar at Library 2.0's Banned Books and Censorship Conference on how to handle LGBTQ <clears throat> content within the library, according to the conference recording. Now, Fort's suggestions included extra precautions such as that the librarians keep identity labels, such as LGBTQIA+ or gays fiction actually off of the books. Let's see what she had to say to the uh, participants. Don't label the books with identity-based subject headings. For example, LGBTQIA plus or gays fiction. Aside from being bad practice, it makes it too easy for parents or community members to find those kinds of books. Those books that um, are LGBTQ and um, about race uh, issues. And so don't make it necessarily easy for those groups to find. But... Um, make it easy for those who want the books, right? So the examples here are to create ways for students to find these books by offering a physical list they can look at while they're in the library. Also build digital collections or reading lists that can be um, accessed via, you know, maybe a username and password for just your patrons or just your students. Um, it helps that idea of, you know, we've got Plenty of examples of book challenges, book banning, um, things being put out on social media by people that aren't even a part of a certain library community. Um, so that will help kind of um, ma make it very hard for that to happen. It, is this prohibition time where we got like a speakeasy and you got to say the password to get in? Swordfish. And if you know that reference, then you're a fan of the Marx Brothers and you're a friend of mine. It, she's making it, she's saying that there should be specific like passwords and things and then give them, giving the kids a physical list once you're in the library. Hint, hint. That's oh how you boy. get away, get around the parents knowing all about this. You know what? This if, is if, insane. If this was... Let's just say 50, 75 years ago. Your great What would our great grandparents think about this? <laughs> they would think that that person should be arrested if they're trying to keep things from parents. Not find out about this perversion and exploitation and indoctrination that they're trying to get into the kids and get, they're actually accessing younger and younger kids we've talked about this for years she actually instructed librarians to give students privacy covers 
to help hide what they are reading if they check out a book that contains LGBTQ topics or something else with potential to offend. The Bible. Does the Bible get a privacy cover? No. It has potential to offend. That's true. Actually, there was a story, was it out of Utah, that they're taking the Bible out? Oh, yeah. yeah, There was a case about that. Anyway, um, because it was offensive for what was described in the Old Testament, and I'm thinking, that's nothing compared to what is in school libraries and town libraries across the country. We can't make this up, nor do we want to, but (laughs) it's here. Anyway, we're going to go to a little bit more positive of a story next. All right. Uh, Still to come, we have a 21-year-old who likes to fly, doesn't maybe like to, but she does fly 600 miles a week to avoid paying thousands of dollars a month in New York rent. Seems a little quirky, but hey, wait until you hear how much she's actually saving, so stick with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Okay, this is interesting. A 21-year-old flies 600 miles a week to avoid paying $3,500 a month for New York rent. So we're going to get to this in a minute, how much she saves. So, Sophia Celentano. Celentano. Uh, Your people. (laughs) Yeah, her work commute starts in the middle of the night. Her alarm goes off at 3.30 a.m., reminding the 21-year-old that she has less than an hour to start driving to Charleston International Airport. Otherwise, she'll miss her flight to the office. So since early June, which has only been, what, two, three weeks, um, Celentano has commuted by plane once a week to her summer internship at Ogilvy Health in Parsippany, New Jersey, from her parents' house in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, she didn't want to join the legions of summer interns fighting for affordable housing in and around New York City. And her only job requires her to be uh, in the office about a 45 minute drive from downtown Manhattan once, sometimes twice a week. So for Celentano, commuting four plus hours by plane a week was much easier, a much easier pill to swallow than paying New York rent for three months on an intern's salary. So, Katie, smart move, dumb move, creative. Let's see how long it lasts. That's, it's quite interesting. Let's take a look at at what she's really doing. Good morning, it is currently 3 a.m. Let's get ready to commute. You might be wondering, Sophia, if you're working nine to five, why the are you up at 3 a.m.? That's a great question. I am actually going to be commuting into my job one day a week this summer. I'm going to be a corporate marketing intern for an advertising agency. The office I'm working for is in like the New York, New Jersey area because I only have to be in the office one day a week. Honestly, it's cheaper for me to stay at home in Charleston for the summer with my parents and just pay for plane tickets one day a week than to live like in New York full time. 
Maybe we should just start doing our videos. Like we'll just start doing Jeez. makeup and just telling people stories. Oh my goodness. That's a whole other issue of why she, these she videos. Should do, she should do. do one of those things you put on before you have to go to bed that makes you fall asleep. Oh, I mean, her voice is like. Oh, it's like three in the morning. What do you want from her? Oh, she's trying to be quiet because she's in the house with other people. I maybe who knows. Anyway, but so this apparently is becoming a trend because in the story it talks about how there are a bunch of people who do this because New York prices or even New Jersey where she's working or whatever the pricing uh to live downtown near Manhattan whatever is insane like thousand dollars a month and even if apparently she would find an apartment studio probably a hole in a wall that would be less than a thousand dollars per month she estimated that she would actually spend a minimum of four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars to live and work near the health office between June and August June, July, and August. Okay, so this story is a lot bigger and blowing up more than it should because we're talking about a, a summer internship, three months, okay? But it is true that when these kids go to these big cities, they pay thousands and thousands of dollars, and I don't know if they get paid or what they get paid or well, how they interning. get paid. But she, I think, is being smarter because she does her, what they call super commute. It's a thing now, super commute, where she only has to go in and she flies at least, or she travels for at least 90 minutes one way it then it qualifies as a super commute it costs her about 225 dollars a week for the round trip flight from charleston to newark liberty international airport and then ubers to her office so because she only has to be there once a week it does make sense she's being smart about this but also could you, I mean, Charleston, you could have gotten an internship somewhere else. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I paid for an eight week internship to go in London. My internship, externship, if you will, in London, I paid to have that happen. I paid for the college credits. Right, right. I paid for the housing. I paid one of the best experiences of my life, but I I had to pay for it. So, but does this? Am I reading this right? She boards a flight for twenty seven dollars. Yeah, flight, the departing flight. Twenty seven dollars, and then she comes back at nine p.m. and that costs sixty bucks. Mm -hmm. And she brings breakfast and dinner in her work bag to save money. Yeah. Wow. So she, that's a ten week internship, and she'll spend about two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. It says she'll save at least two thousand dollars. I don't know. Is it worth it? I, that's the I question. Know. That is a great I mean, question. It is creative. And more of you, yeah. if you're going to take that route, think about it. See if it happens. Anyway, it's just a fun story. So you out there having fun. Ha, 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 ha. All the joy as we brought you today. Right, David? Joy. All the joy. Yes. All right. Well, make sure you're hitting that like button if you are watching us on social media. And then if you could send us your feedback, that'd be kind of cool. We can chit chat about things. David has opinions. Uh, now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.